Yo, partnership alert, partnership alert, partnership alert. Living Corporate has a partnership with LinkedIn Learning, an American massive open online course provider that provides video courses taught by industry experts across a wide array of subjects. Now, the partnership is because Living Corporate has courses on LinkedIn Learning focused on diversity, equity, inclusion for leaders, career professionals, and anyone really looking to upskill themselves and be better allies. So make sure you check out our courses on LinkedIn Learning by clicking the link in the show notes. And let's just say you don't want to do that. You go to LinkedIn Learning on LinkedIn, search Living Corporate. We'll be right there. All right. Peace. Hello and good morning, everyone. Welcome to the group chat. This is Black History Month 2022, day five. Good morning. Good morning. And we are about to get into it. So I'm super excited to welcome my friend and colleague again, Jackie Abram. How you doing, Jackie? I'm doing well, you know, thank you for having me as always, amplifying my voice and, you know, sharing my content, especially what's happening most recently. Yeah, and we're going to get into it. Um, and and I appreciate you. And you know, when we talked um, recently, you know, it seems that there's this always an onslaught, right, of the same type of behavior. But before we get into, you know, getting into our topic for today, um, what I want to do for those who this may be your first time listening, just do a little bit of introduction. So welcome to the group chat. This is a live talk show that's also adapted to a podcast. I am your host, Vonda Page, and I get the great pleasure of bringing on people like Jackie Abram to talk about all types of things. But more specifically, I really like to focus on topics around things we need to know, things that we need to take action on, things that we need to elevate. And this network, Living Corporate Network, um, is all about amplifying the voices and experiences of black and brown professionals in the workplace. And when we're talking about the workplace, I mean, really nowadays, we're literally talking everywhere, <laughs> right? Like, and, and the thing is that the impact of the workplace, it doesn't just affect you at work, it affects you everywhere you go. And so, you know, when I think about, um, you know, a lot of how people connect with us here, right, who are here right now, they may have connected with us through LinkedIn and a lot of people connect with LinkedIn through their work, right? Professional, um, scholastic communities or whatever. Um, and so, you know, people have a lot of commonality in terms of experiences that we've had and share at work. And in Black History Month, you know, we think about um, it in so many different ways. And I've done, you know, been doing a little series about this as well. But the thing is, we can never... 12 months a year, 365 days, right? 24 seven can never escape, right? Um, the entire extra burden of being a black woman. And it doesn't just change, right? When you're talking things that happen in the workplace with colleagues, coworkers, subordinates or superiors, but then out in the real world. So that brings us to one of the reasons that we wanted to talk today. So, you know, for anybody who is not familiar with you, um, hopefully they will be after today. Uh, do a little bit of introduction, Jackie, and then, you know, let's segue into why we're together today. All right. Well, thank you for that marvelous introduction as always. Um, my name is Jackie Abram. I am the author of an international best-selling and award-winning book uh, called Hush Money, How One Woman Proved Systemic Racism in Her Workplace and Kept Her Job. You know, this is a book um, that was featured in Forbes recently. You know, this is a book that you know, I started selling out of the trunk of my car after my career in higher education was uh, ultimately killed by racists. It is a book that has just uh, grown legs and is spreading around the globe right now with readers all across the world who can identify with the story that we are telling in this book. And they are telling us that they are experiencing the same thing, no matter what country they live in. So it's really become a bit of a phenomenon, really, um, because 
people are really able to to step into the shoes in a way that they haven't been able to uh, to before and see and feel what modern day racism in the workplace has morphed into. And it's not how it used to be decades ago where, you know, things were more overt, like you've heard me say over and over and over again, that's not what we're dealing with. What we're dealing with in our workplaces today, what is killing so many of our careers, uh, just like we are killed in our communities, is the covert hidden racism, the type that is so hidden, it is so much harder to prove. But that's not why we're really here today. We're here today for something else. So I mentioned that I am the author of this international best-selling and award-winning book, but I am not the only author. This book was written by me and my two daughters. I have two girls. One is Delilah Harris and one is Deborah Harris. These are my babies. And I don't know if anyone has heard any of my previous interviews where I talked about the racial trauma that I went through that was so severe. It had me on the brink of suicide and homicide. And if you watched any of my interviews, you know, I tell you, it's one thing if you come after me. But if you come after my children in any way, shape, or form, you've got a problem on your hands. And so someone decided to come after my youngest daughter for nefarious and sinister reasons. And that's what I'm going to tell you about today. So recently, my daughter, my youngest daughter was at an event and, you know, we've spent a lot of time talking about me and my experiences, but now I'm going to introduce you to my youngest daughter. I have a daughter who is my mini me in a lot of ways. She has a very trusting, open heart. She sees the good in people before she sees the bad. And I, I call her my, my hippie child. And the reason I call Delilah my hippie child is because, you know, she's the type of girl that you would expect to see, you know, barefoot with flowers in her hair, you know, running along the beach. You know, she's, she has this very free spirit, artsy mentality. And so she does a lot of things that fall into the arts. Um, my daughter is an award-winning artist. In addition to be an international best-selling and award-winning author, her art is spectacular. Um, but in addition to that, she is a budding singer. She's made uh, some individual songs that are just spectacular. Uh, in addition to that, she has her own line of products uh, for Black people. She makes hair products, skin products. So she does a lot of different things. And while she was at one of her creative events doing aura artwork with the group of people who signed up for her event, somebody brought her this. Now, this is a restraining order. And she was served with the restraining order while she is hosting her event, which not only was absolutely humiliating for her, but the people who did it were friends of this white woman who decided to target my daughter in our hometown and make a name for herself on our backs. So let me dig a little bit deeper into that. My daughter had a friend. They became friends in 2019. And this friend was a master of manipulation. Now, mind you, during this time, if you've heard my um, interviews where I talked about I was in California, away from my kids, standing on the beach, looking out of the water. So I'm there. My daughters are here in Colorado. And this is when she met this white woman. 
who is around her same age, and they became the best of friends. Now, this white woman is also a, um, she wants to be a famous singer. She, she's a local singer. She's not very well known, but she's trying to get there. She does a lot of local uh, venues singing here and there, um, but it's not enough to pay her bills. And so when she met my daughter, she latched onto my daughter and started using her in ways that you, you won't even imagine. But when my daughter, all of the sudden writes a book with her mom and her other sister. And this woman who was trying her best to become a, a celebrity, she wants fame and she wants fortune and everything for her is localized. She sees an opportunity with my daughter because as everyone knows, you know, our book is gaining in popularity it is now worldwide. It is an international bestseller. It's been on Amazon's bestselling list. And so if you can imagine, this is big news in the local community where we lived. Okay. So as my daughter and my other daughter and I are becoming celebrities in our local community, this friend of hers sees an opportunity. Okay. So the friend is uh, a beautiful, she's absolutely beautiful, uh, blonde hair, blue-eyed woman, okay? And she decides she's going to create a ruse to paint my daughter as a harasser, a stalker, a, uh, a threat to this white woman. Now, what makes this story even more juicy if it were true, is that this woman is painting herself. You know, she's going on Instagram, you know, telling everybody she's doing interviews and podcasts about being the first white woman to be harassed and discriminated against, against not only a Black person, but a Black person who writes books about being harassed and discriminated against. So you can see if this were true, the potential of this catapulting this woman to millionaire status and stardom is great. While she would be doing this to my daughter and ruining my daughter's career, her livelihood, and by association, mine and my, my other daughter. Because imagine what would happen if this were true. I mean, think about that. If a white woman could prove that these black women are harassing, stalking, threatening her, and they are the writers of books about this, ridiculous. So the way that the restraining order is broken up, it's broken up into several uh, bullet points. So I'm going to share a little bit about each bullet point with you. And then I'm going to tell you that the court date for us to actually go before the judge, because right now this is temporary, okay, but there is a hearing set and the judge will make a determination as to whether or not this temporary restraining order will become permanent. Now, one of the things that this young lady didn't count on is that one of the things that me and my daughters do best is proving that things did or did not happen. So, you know, I smile because she's really bit off more than she can chew. Okay. So let me just give you an example of that. Okay. So in this restraining order, you know, this woman says, you know, she's seeking a restraining order against my daughter for stalking, and for physical assault, threat, or other situation. She said she knows my daughter because my daughter followed her music page and then asked to meet her in person. So at face value, it makes it sound like, you know, my daughter is some kind of groupie type 
that went onto her music page, you know, liked her music page and then contacted her and wanted to meet her because that's stalkerish uh, activity, right? So let me tell you what the real deal is, okay? So I'm going to tell you the real deal and then I'm going to tell you why we're fighting so hard. So remember, she says, my daughter uh, went to her music page, liked it, and then requested to meet her in person. So any normal person would think this is a stranger who is now obsessed with this woman. Okay, so here we go. So this is my daughter's statement. This woman, I'm not going to mention her name, this woman and I met on Facebook and became best friends who hung out together in June 2019. We celebrated my birthday together in July 2019. Here's exhibit A and the corresponding video, as well as many other occasions and days. On Halloween 2020, she sent me a message via messenger containing a picture of us hugging on the right, a picture of us together in our Halloween costumes on the left, and a message to me saying, Thank you so much for coming and having your mom watch my kids. I love you so much. Here's the exhibit, corresponding proof. She and I were such close friends, in fact, that when she started her GoFundMe page in November 2020 and informed me that someone blew up her car in her driveway, attempting to kill her and her family, my mom, someone she also referred to as mom, exhibit, donated $300 to her GoFundMe and even made a post on her Facebook asking her followers to help her daughter's best friend and providing the link to her GoFundMe. And when I published my first book with my mom called Hush Money and was featured in the Colorado Springs Gazette as a local artist in November, 2020, she made a post on Facebook announcing my book signing event that she and her boyfriend were scheduled to perform the music at and encouraged her followers to come and celebrate the hard work we put into our book. But here's the thing though. But even though she and I were best friends, she had a very dark side that was present throughout our friendship and treated me more like I was a groupie than a best friend. For starters, she constantly used me for money even though I was a single parent with only one income and requested large amounts of money from me on a regular basis. For example, in a two month period from August, 2020 to October, 2020, she received $855 from me via cash app exhibit. You know, what do I say about documentation? What do I say you have to have if you wanna prove something? And believe me, we have the receipts, okay? But it gets more interesting than that. She was also verbally abusive. For example, in a voicemail I received from her by a messenger in November 2019, she verbally abused me for not putting her daughter's needs before my son's needs. Okay, and here's the nasty voicemail with her dropping all sorts of F-bombs at my daughter. Additionally, she was a user who constantly requested my, my resources and time. For example, she regularly needed me to take her to the grocery store, use my lunch break to take her to get food, let her use my car to pick her up to go places, exhibit, order and pay for groceries and have them delivered to her house, order and pay for pizza and Grubhub and have them delivered to her house and ask my mom to babysit her kids. But the worst thing about this woman was that she was controlling. So for example, when she sent me a message in November, 2020, asking her to let me use her car, to take her to the Manitou Incline and pick them up and I couldn't, she contacted my boyfriend to see if I was with him. So if you look at all of this and all of the evidence that goes to this one bullet, does it match up with the picture that this woman painted that she knows my daughter because she liked her music page and then requested to meet her? No. 
So let me tell you why this woman went this direction with this restraining order. In order to get a restraining order against someone in the state of Colorado, there has to be an imminent threat and you have to be in imminent immediate danger. So she created this ruse and used the police as a weapon, got together with two of her other friends to try to create a setup and then call the police fictitiously so that they could put the, the uh, wheels in motion of this larger plan. Yeah. And again, the larger plan is, you know, this woman sees dollar signs with my daughter and she wants to make a name for herself. She wants to do interviews. She wants to do podcasts. She wants to be the first white woman in history to, to take a black that, woman down. That's right. That's right. And not just any black woman, but a black woman who writes books about being harassed and abused and threatened. So this is a, a bigger problem. You know, this is not something that is just isolated to my daughter. Um, if you look at the trend in recent years, there has been an increase in the number of white women, and it's specifically white women, who are weaponizing the criminal justice system and the police to target black people and get what they want. And they will use anything and they will use anything. They will use anything. And, you know, first I have to say, again, as when you told me about it, you know, when it first started, because you could tell it was going in that direction because you always can tell, right, that 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 these relationships go in those directions. But Mm -hmm. I have to just say, I'm so sorry and heartbreaking for what your daughter is going through and your whole family, because it's not even like it's just her doing it and her going through it. It's just kind of like when we experience any traumatic thing, we don't experience it in isolation. We don't experience it in a box. Right. And so um, I just have to say, you know, I I just have to hold space for that and just, you know, I'm going to just, you know, pray and send good vibes and just, you know, definitely we're going to continue to have conversations about this, right? Because Mm -hmm. this is, this is a rampant and prevalent issue, right? And so I had posted, uh, you know, the picture of the woman who is responsible, right, for Emmett Till's, um, you know, uh, uh, death, right, Um, Mm -hmm. in 1955, right? And, and, and because that pattern, right? It didn't even just start then, right? That pattern of white women weaponizing their privilege and violence yes. against us in every way possible. So legally, right? Mm-hmm. Financially, physically, all because, right? The black body has zero autonomy, right? So your right. daughter was not allowed to say, look, I'm tired of giving you money. Look, I'm right. t- like, like, like I, my mom can't watch the kids today. Like, right. like, it's like she, she, she wasn't allowed to be her own person. Right. And, right. and, you know, I've shared with people, I went through a recent experience just like your daughters. And, and the only difference is this person didn't try to, you know, get a restraining order against me, maybe because we live in different States, but they, mm-hmm. but they did three things to jeopardize my, my finances and my business. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and other things. So, I want to talk about, right, we know that the impact of these things are are like, they're countless, right, in terms of right. the emotional, the physical, the psychological, the, the, the financial, the, the time, like the energy that you have to spend. And then even, you know, as, as great as the three of you are about writing and documentation, the right. energy that the this energy. sucks out of you that you will never get back. That well, and not, and not just the energy, not just the energy, the anxiety and the stress. Yeah. I mean, when I saw yeah. what was unfolding before my eyes, my heart was racing. Yeah. And one of the reasons you don't see my kids doing interviews, the reason I am the face you always see I know. 
is because my kids are still trying to recover from the racial trauma that they suffered in their workplaces. So now on top of that and still trying to recover from the racial trauma from your last experience in corporate America, now on top of that, you have to deal with this. And, you know, by extension, I'm their mom. So I'm not going to leave my kids to defend for themselves. So I have to immerse myself. I have to stop what I'm doing to recover from my own racial trauma and put this woman in check. And that is not easy. It takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of digging. But we do have absolutely everything to prove that this woman perjured herself, that she created a false ruse, that she publicly posted on Instagram that she was going to do interviews and podcasts about these Black women harassing and threatening and stalking her. And one thing that she didn't count on, let me just tell you one thing that she didn't count on. And, you know, God is good. I didn't know back then in 2016 that what I started in 2016 would help me with this situation right now. Have you ever heard of something called Life 360? Yeah, 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 yeah. So back in 2016, I enrolled me and my kids, you know, because I'm a single mom with two daughters and we were living at that time in different states. So we were apart. And so one of the things that I did to protect my kids is I enrolled my family in Life 360. So Life 360 is a magnificent GPS family safe, uh, safety uh, tracking app. It is a locator. So I can find my kids at any time on any day and not only just find them and see where they are, I can look at the history. It tells me detailed information, you know, from minute to minute. This is where she was. This is how fast she drove to get there. She stayed here for 20 minutes. Then she left and she went over here. Took her, you know, five minutes to get there. It was four miles. She stayed there for an hour. Then she got in her car. She went this place. It's so accurate that when my daughters get on a plane, I can see the plane that they're sitting in and where their seat is located on that plane. I can see no matter where they are in the world, the house or building that they're in and what part of the building they're in. So why is this important? You know, this woman put in her uh, in her restraining order that my daughter shows up at her workplace every day to, <laughs> to, to I have to laugh, shows up at her workplace every day to harass her. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, that's something I can prove because easily because you got 360 the 360, right? <laughs> going all the way back to 2016, mm -hmm. you know, but just the fact that, you know, we have to go through this, it's heartbreaking. But at the same time, I'll be honest with you, I, I'm looking forward to this battle because I, I'm tired of, of, white women using the police against us. I'm tired of them weaponizing the police to get their own desired outcomes. And I want this particular woman to know she picked the wrong family to do this with because we are masters when it comes to documentation and keeping and saving evidence. And if she had bothered to read our book, she would have rethought this plan. She would have rethought the plan. She would have rethought the plan. She could have tuned in to just any one of these damn little <laughs> chat shows. She could have just linked, checked, checked your LinkedIn. She could have just checked your LinkedIn and she would have known right. that she can't mess around telling no lies. And you know, the, the, the terrible thing about all of it, I mean, it's just all, ugh, it's just all terrible. But 
that that is the extra added thing we always got to do is have receipts all the time. And I don't know about you, but for me, I'm always hesitant to use a receipt, even though I know I have it. And I think, and this is something I'm working on as part of my 2022 goals for myself. I think that's my own internalized white supremacy, right? Because of being in that state for so many years, like, you know, you always got to protect the person. I can't tell you how many mediocre white men I've worked around. And, oh, my God, they was dumb as a rock doing nothing all day. But mm. I'm doing all the work. And then, of course, you know, you can't tell on that person because then, well, what do you do? Hey, such and such is here not doing anything. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's like, so we 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 always have that extra burden of having to have the receipt. But having to use it, I think, is such another extra cost. Right. Right. Because it's like because for me, I know I felt like I saw these things coming. Of course, I had the receipts the whole time because we we kind of operate like that anyway. But it's almost like I hope I never have to use it. Right. Like I like I don't want to ever have to to do this. But then when you push me all the way, it's just so many. Exactly, Heather. And it's and, and you feel it. So like even as you're telling me the story and I bet people who are listening. Right. You can feel different parts of your body changing, right? As you experience in different emotions, whether you're feeling hot or sweaty or dry or thirsty or whatever, because this is such a deep toll, right? It's such a deep toll. So, you know, what I want to, what I want to like dive into a little bit more is like, what do you think is the mentality of a person that is so hurt? That her watching your daughter, right, and and live her life, that this other person was so in so much pain, right, that this is the Mm -hmm. amount of pain that she's willing to afflict on your daughter, her child and your family. Like like because I think about like, you know, and I think it was from the 80s, you know, hurt people, hurt people with Susan Powell or Dr. Phil, somebody. Right. But that's so true. But but that you're that jacked up inside that you would do that to a person that's another well, level of, I, of your own internalized trauma right i i think with this particular woman what happened was you know she was able and you know my, my daughter delilah is absolutely she's just sweet and we would she know that able, because of you jackie we could tell that <laughs> yeah she, she she's my mini me but she's also she's also very trusting. And while mama was away in a different state, you know, this this woman had free reign to manipulate her. I mean, Delilah gave her so much of her money, so much of her resources, so much of her time, you know, and this woman took it, took, took. But then when mama came back into the picture, remember when I told you I got a call from my daughter, she was going through uh, racism at work. You know, I'm standing on the beach and I packed up that day and came home. So when I came home and now she's introducing me to her best friend, I'm seeing lots of red flags and I'm helping my daughter to see them. So when my daughter started setting boundaries, with this woman and telling her, I can't keep giving you this kind of money. I can't keep, you know, babysitting your kids. I can't keep uh, letting you use my car. I can't keep buying you groceries. I can't keep doing these things. That's when the friendship went south because this woman could no longer manipulate her. But after the friendship went south, you know, there there was kind of some uh, oh, extremely narcissistic, extremely narcissistic. And there was some, you know, I, I call it high school stuff going on where, you know, the girl was spreading rumors about my daughter and, you know, my daughter was doing her own thing, trying to make people understand why she uh, couldn't be in the friendship. You know, I call it the high school phase. But Things were harmless then, you know, because that's all right. You know, that that's that's not okay. But what changed the trajectory uh, and brought us to where we are now is when our little book that this woman saw us selling from the trunk of our car, our little book started 
growing and gaining momentum. And now all of a sudden, you know, these little artists from Colorado Springs, you know, these authors are all of a sudden doing all of these interviews, all of a sudden, you know, doing radio shows, all of a sudden on the Amazon's bestsellers list, all of a sudden being interviewed by Forbes. And this woman who was also trying to make it to success and fame through her music saw an opportunity Opportunity. and she knew that because she was a beautiful white woman with blonde hair and blue eyes that if she were to make a claim against these black people people would take notice i mean think about what happened with Gabby, gabby petito okay so How many major media outlets would jump on this woman's story? How many people would want to interview? And she saw an opportunity to rise to stardom while destroying and derailing the career that we built as authors. Yeah. And that was the motivating factor. Yeah. And so, you know what? I bet my your daughter and I (laughs) and me, I bet we are a lot of like, Cause I'm like that too. And, um, and it's funny, like you see it and you can see it from the outside when you're watching other people. Right. Cause I've yeah. gone through that. Right. And you tell somebody else and then, you know, I, I fell victim to it myself. Right. Um, and, 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 and the thing is, you know, it's, I think, and I haven't done really like study around narcissism a lot, but um, for those of you who have more familiar around it, familiarity around it it seems like those things kind of all like go together right yes. so the the whole narcissism the whole you not being able to respect other people's boundaries the whole centering on it's about you and nobody else you know can have anything or have any attention um and it's it's these things are really treacherous when they get to how they show up in the world right because this is beyond, you know, money, right? Because you can make more money, right? This is beyond a job because hopefully uh, often a lot of us, we can get another job. But you're talking about getting a criminal uh, situation that in America, once a black person has a criminal record, like, boom, they be- like we they write us off. Like, we're basically done, right? That's we don't right. get to be Martha Stewart or Blagojevich or any of them people, right? We don't get any of that, right? And so that to go at that level, I mean, that's like that's 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 really, really deep. I mean, because then it 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 puts a whole nother layer of shackles, right? On on her freedom and the freedom of your entire family. Well and imagine everything and, and, and imagine, you know, let's just think about this for a minute. Thank God I was smart enough to put a tracker on my kids. Now, why did I put a tracker on my kids back in 2016? Because being black is dangerous, okay? A chance encounter with the police can turn deadly very quick. I put a tracker on my kids so that I would know at any point in time, the last known place my kids were at in case anything happened. When I see them driving, you know, because the tracker is real time, so you can see them moving as they're driving on the road, whatever road they're on. I remember one time Delilah was driving on the highway and I'm looking at her speed and I'm like, where is the fire, Delilah? Why are you doing 85 miles an hour? And I'm watching my daughter and then all of a sudden it drops to zero and she stops. And I can see she's on the highway stop. So I wait a couple of minutes. I wait. She doesn't move. So I, I'm calling. Why are you stopped in the middle of the highway? I just got pulled over, mom. And you said, yeah, because you were speeding. <laughs> and she did get a ticket. But um, but the, the point is. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You know, you had me on pins and needles all worried. No, I had to like. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the. The point is, what if I had not done that? What if I right. didn't have that? You right. know, then you go to, you know, he said, she said, and you know, when you're going in for in front of the 
a judge for a hearing and he's going to make a determination in terms of whether to um, make that temporary restraining order permanent, he's not going to request cell phone records to see what tower you pinged off nope. of. Nope. You know, so it's your word against hers. And this white woman, this narcissist, this manipulator, she's a master at it. So she would maybe get sympathy from the judge. And now you've, you've got it left to he said, she said. So thank goodness I have Life 360. And I encourage anybody with any children, that is the app to get. Well, that, that I mean, listen, I feel like I wrote them down. I feel like we need to get you an endorsement with them because that is like, like, because that's, that's something, right? That's something that people can do as an extra added, you know, extra added thing. So, you know, M put in the, in the chat, um, they put that narcissists are hungering for fame, right? And discrediting people, um, you know, who, who know who they really are. That makes yes. sense. That makes sense. Right. And they're afraid that if they don't matter. Yeah. So they have to be grand deals and, and don't see others as human. That makes sense. That's that makes right. sense. And what I would like to do, so the yeah. the hearing is March 1st, and I, I believe it's at 9 a.m. Mountain Time, but I have to check that time. But um, what I would like to do, Vonda, is come back on immediately after that hearing yeah. so that I can share with our, our, our wonderful allies. Yes, we got to hear the update. Yeah, yeah we definitely got to hear it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah, we will do it. I, I want to give an update and then I want yeah. to be able to show right now. Um, I'm not telling you her name and I'm not showing you our evidence, but we have a mountain of evidence. Heather, thank you so much. You know, it it's awful what we're going through. Um, if anyone wants to to support, just continue to support us. You know, um, we don't have an attorney. I don't really think we need one because our evidence is tight. Our evidence is solid. But I always am in favor of attorneys. If anybody yes. knows a criminal attorney in Colorado, uh, preferably a black woman, a woman, um, you know, let me know and I can pass it on um, to Jackie. Mm -hmm. And if you want to help me fight this, I mean, attorneys are expensive. Yeah. Um, I do have a cash app. I would welcome any donations um, to get an attorney to help me fight for my daughter because, you know, I'm confident with the evidence that we have that this woman is not going to prevail. But the bigger picture is this woman is trying to destroy my daughter and me and my other daughter, because we are the authors of a book that talks about black women being harassed. And this white woman is trying to paint us out as these, uh, especially my youngest daughter, as uh, harassers, abusers, uh, making threats, um, the worst. It's, 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 so, it's so sad. It's really sad. So if you had to think about um, you know, I want to think about if there are some, maybe a couple of strategies, right. That you can recommend for, I, I mean, I don't even know if, 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 if it's even, cause this is like such a very specific, terrible thing. Like I was, you know, I, I'm a solutions oriented person and I'm always trying mm -hmm. to find problems, solutions to problems. Right. And so I'm thinking like, if there are strategies or tools or things we can give people to think about like from other than other than sharing this story right mm -hmm. um people need to share this this story um number yes. one people need to purchase both um books right hush money mm -hmm. um one and two you're going to continue yes. to write more books we are actually i guess this is a good time for me to announce like you know the stuff that's that's happening right because we are um you know going on a, a, a book tour um, right. Um, which we're going to start at the end of this month. Um, because not only do people need to, you know, um, not only do people need to buy the book and read the book because they need to understand, right. How do you actually, um, and I came up with a really good, uh, slogan for it. And so I was looking for it cause I was going to read it right now, but I don't see it. 
Oh, here it is. Here it is. Um, uh, due diligence, driving discrimination discussions at work. So um, one of the things that we're going to be doing, right, is driving these conversations about how do you actually put due diligence into place, right? So whether you are, you know, a, a new CEO like me, right, I have a team of four people so far, but I'm going to be growing. But how do you, like, start making sure that you, you don't have discriminatory systems if you're starting brand new or if you're if you are a manager or a leader or somebody in another company right what kind of things can you do to change it or if you are a colleague right or somebody that works in a company right what kind of things can you do but you have to start having the conversations right and i think that first and foremost is driving conversations about discrimination and how it shows up so to me one of the key things is the covert versus overt because i think that the the even the the word covert cover right over cover over right even mm -hmm. the word covert it it it's so indicative of how it plays itself out the reason people can't see right covert racism like that happens in a job in a workplace is because it's not like you're gonna be walking down the hall and your coworker's gonna shout the n word at you because literally right. no one's gonna do that in the office knowing that somebody could hear them. Right. That's, right. That's not going to happen. So, boom. But, you know, something like, you know, all of the different experiences that you shared about Ebony, right, in book one, mm -hmm. I mean, or any experiences that you or I could talk about, you know, all the time, right? Uh, right? These things, we have to have that conversation because I think if we pull up and we say, this is what covert discrimination looks like, then people could say, Oh, yeah, I recognize that. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's the little elves and the little slights and the little comments about skin or hair or intellect mm -hmm. or clothes or nails. Well, and, and let me just appearance. tell you, a work, let me tell you a work related example of covert racism. I favorably call this the black workhorse. OK. You get hired for a job, right? Okay. You have a job description and the job description says you are responsible for doing all of the duties for that job, right? And at the end of that job description, you are noticing that there's a last bullet that's always on, you know, a lot of job descriptions that says you're going to perform these duties, but you're also going to perform all other duties as assigned. <laughs> yes. So the company knows that if they pay you a salary that is, you know, $20,000 less than the person over here doing the same job, that, you know, you could actually prove that with payroll records. So the pay gap is getting less and less. They're getting a little bit closer now. But instead, so we're going to give you a comparable salary, Black person, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to hire you to do this job, but then we're going to pile on the jobs of three other people. So in actuality, you are going to produce the work of three to four people and you're not going to get paid for it because it's all under all other duties as a sign. You are going to be working, you know, 60, 70, 80 hours to do your job. And we're going to put that workload on your back until it's so heavy that your back either breaks or you fall to your knees. And that's how we're going to get our money's worth out of you because you are a black workhorse. Yep. Yep. And I, I'm, and that's, I can't tell you how many covert. people have experienced it. Yeah. That mm -hmm. is the covert. That, that's that is covert, the covert. because and, and they can justify it. Well, and they can justify it and say, no, no, no. If you look at your job description, didn't you pay attention to that last bullet that said you are responsible for doing all other duties as a sign? So that's how they get you. And here's the thing. They pile that extra work on your back until it's so heavy. And if you don't get it all done, they write you up for it. Yeah. And they use the fact that you cannot keep up with this enormous workload that they've given you, that the person over here doing the same job isn't required to do. And that is the justification that they use to write you up and let you go. 
Yeah. And that, and, and we know what that looks like, right? When it starts that yes. process. And so yes. I think that that's the tip. I think the tip for, for today, right, is check your job description, right? Whatever you hired were hired on your, your most current um, position. And if it says as other job duties as necessary, um, maybe that's a good opportunity to talk to your manager about that. And so, you know, I think um, that that's a very good, you know, place to, to end it up, right? Because if you think about, you know, curve covert um, discrimination in the workplace, this is something that everybody can go and do right now, right? Mm -hmm. They can look at the job description. And if it says, you know, um, all these other duties as required, you can sit down and you can think of and look at what are you doing that's not right. in that category and then what's in that category. And that stuff that's in that not category, you take that out, tell your manager, hey, none of this is here. And, you know, this already takes me 60 hours. This is why, whatever. But it goes and put it in writing. Exactly. And That's what I was Put it going. in writing. There yes, you indeed. go. So I you was send going a right nice there. little I was email. Going right <laughs> I was going right there. I, listen, yep. I told I tell people, learning is my superpower. If I learn mm -hmm. something, I learn it. That was going yes. right there. I was going to say, so once you get yes. it and you say, okay, this is what's in my job and that, and then you, boom, dear Mr. Manager, Ms. That's Manager, right. this is what I got going on. Boom, boom, boom. And then you also tell yourself, sent the email to such and such that said this and that. You also sent it to yourself. It's where That's it needs right. to be, whatever secure servers and whatever, because we know it's all about that evidence. We know it. And That's and right. this goes for anybody, right? And even I, you know, I, I'm, I'm finally doing, starting my whole TikTok thing. And I was telling people, if you're being bullied at work, it's the same exact thing. If you're being bullied, mm -hmm. harassed, mistreated, I don't care in the, at work, at the store, at the school, whatever you need to document and, 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 and do what you need to do. And so we're going to be sharing many more tips on it. Um, and so thanks everybody for joining. Thanks again, Thank um, Jackie. And as always, we will see you here on the group chat.